Do you ever wish things in life would go a lot faster? For us here at your Manchester, it's the wait until we get some warmer weather here in the north. Oh, and the wait between the seasons of hacks. We wouldn't mind speeding through the washing up either. Do you know what else is better when it goes faster? Your broadband. And luckily for us Mancunians, Tortort's Future Fibre is now here in Manchester. And with speeds up to a whopping 900 megabits per second, it's fast enough to handle anything you can throw at it. And it's great Tortort value too. While it might not do the washing up for you, when it comes to downloading our podcast or booking tickets to see the latest plays here in Manchester, then ultra-fast, ultra-reliable broadband using the latest technology is just what you need. To find out more, search TalkTalk Future Fibre, subject to local availability. Good evening to each and every one of you joining me, Miss Belinda Scandal, and... Me, Hayley Cartwright. How are you, Flower? I'm good, how are you? This is unusual and different and strange and wonderful and exciting. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a while. How have you been, though? I've been really good. I've been really busy, actually. Yeah. What have you been up to? Well, I've been back in Corrie. Um, Sorry, what? Corrie. Corrie? Yeah. What are you doing in there, please? Well, same role as usual. Oh, yes, yeah. the celebrant. Yeah, Hazel the celebrant, And yeah. what are you celebrating this time? Well, I could tell you. Go I'd on. have to kill you, wouldn't I? Oh, I thought we'd get an exclusive flower. She keeps trying and she's no, just it's... not getting the info. Um, let me think. What's going on? I actually tuned into it the other day, you know. Oh, yesterday. my God. You've not seen it for ages. It's an hour long. It is an hour long, yeah. It's very depressing. Really? Hasn't it? Oh. It's, it's not like when our Elsie and Ian used to be in it, you know, and they used to fight in the street. It's not depressing when I'm in it. J- Jane Danson and there's somebody else's character. They had a bit of it to do. Right, that, they didn't okay. slap each other like what they used to. That's an interesting <laughs> shot. Um, did they? So you're going and celebrating. Are you celebrating the good or something bad? Again? I'd have to kill I'm you. I'm crying, time. everybody. <laughs> Every time I'm in this studio, she's trying to get the info out of me. I, I am trying. You I'm had me trying. arm at me back before, didn't you? I, I she did, was yeah. testing me arm yeah, up here. Like... That's good, just because she had a Snickers bar. That's true. Uh, on the show today, everybody, we have got in studio. <laughs> Hayley, we've got, um, we've got two lovely people joining us, everybody. We've got the very gorgeous Mojo herself, our Joe Britton. Welcome to the show. Hello. How are you? Oh, very good. Are you all right? Very lovely. Oh, thank you. Very lovely. And then sat next to her, uh, speaking of Corrie, this is yeah. probably why you're not giving anything away, because he knows everything about it. He probably knows already what's happening. Actually, he's been trying to get the info as well, and I've not told him. No? No. I mean, I might tell him. I don't know. I no, might no. trust him later. Tell you're not me. telling him. You're not have telling you me. Have you heard? What? She'll tell me. She'll tell me. He oh, knows already. He knows he's already. He's confident, isn't he? <laughs> Welcome back, Mark. How have you been? I'm very well. We've got you in for a very good reason. We're going to be talking about that in a little while's time. Mm-hmm. But first of all, let's all discuss what's coming in the news this week, which is plans for a brand new beach, a beach here in Manchester. I'm so excited. Now, this beach is going to be um, the first (laughs) UK beach to, um, well, it's going to have 20 pools. It's going to have 35 water slides. It's going to have actual waves as well in the sea, isn't it? It's going to have waves. I'm so excited. I love to be by the sea and by the water. Yeah, it's my favourite place. I'm wondering how much it'll feel like it. Do you remember the Bolton Water Park? It was called the Bolton Water Park many, many years ago, and it was basically all these lovely. It was the Sandcastle, but you're old enough. Yeah, it was lovely. Um, <laughs> you wish. <clears throat> and it was, so, this is due to be built, right? It was meant yeah. to be 2023 completed, but now it's going to be 2025. 
Do we mm. think it's a good idea to have a beach within Manchester? I it's do. A bit odd, isn't it? It is a bit strange. Are, See, a pier? are you not going <laughs> to go? In your, are you not going in your trunks then and sunning yourself? Oh, I don't think the public are ready for that. <laughs> Will they be having bathing things? Yes. You, yes. Yes. You can do all parts. that. Yeah, and it's going to be heated. And, and it's going to be lovely. There's going to be spas as well. For I like mean, I'm hoping stuff. that it'll have everything for £250 million. Pounds. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot to get that's in. A lot. That's a lot of, um, yeah, you won't, you'd get a lot of paddling pills for that. you get a lot of paddling pills yeah. for that. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm just excited to know that they're going to have proper waves there and actual sand. Oh, there will be waves. In proper yeah. waves, but yeah. it's not like waves, you know, it's waves magic. at Blackburn, that swimming pool. Yeah, yeah. there will be, yeah. Be fine. <laughs> it's going where Event City is currently. Oh, yes. yeah. So that's probably going to get knocked down. Thoughts yes. on that? Um, it's not being well, used at the I moment, is it? So? I think I've not been for a we've while. Have you been? There, have no, no, I mean, never, it can't be that great because we've no, never been there, have we not? No, no, no. we've never worked there. No, no. No. It's going to, apparently, according to the bosses, it's to create an integrated experience to benefit physical and mental health. Well, it will because it's got a spa and yes. that proper chills you out, doesn't it? Steam room well, spa. Well, does it though? Does, does it? it? Joe, you come on, you're <laughs> the expert. Do you know what? Manchester needs a beach and some sea, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, will there be sunshine? That's what I was going to say. Have they got mm. the artificial sunshine in there? Well, That's what we need. Have they artificial sunshine in there? What are they doing? Well, I'm guessing they're not going to have the rain of Manchester <laughs> like, <laughs> splashing down <laughs> on their glass ceiling. <laughs> they might have a few masters, like bulbs or something. I mean, but the rain is relaxing, isn't it? The rain sounds <laughs> relaxing, but if you're in your bikini, you, you want to be in the sun, don't you? Oh, look at you no. being able to wear a bikini. I'm still in a tankini, me, I tell you. <laughs> on the show today, we've got Jinx Monsoon, we've got Ruthie Henshaw, we have got the new theatre director of the Palace and Opera House, and uh, they're going to be with us in a little while as well. In the meantime, I did catch up with um, the lovely Jinx Monsoon and uh, somebody else as well. Well, there is a marvellous show coming to the Contact Theatre on the 6th and 7th of May, and it stars drag legend Jinx Monsoon. And uh, somebody very, very special. So let's welcome them both to the show right now. Welcome to both of you. Now, uh, I don't believe we've met this other gentleman before, Jinx. This is my music partner, Major Scales. We've been working together for uh, quite some time. Uh, he, we're together right now in London. and We open tomorrow at the Leicester Square Theatre in London. But then we will be in Manchester with this show um, May 16th and 7th and we always love Manchester. Well welcome Major Scales, welcome. Now perhaps you could tell us a little bit about this show. Well this this is a show it takes place in the year 2065. Both Jinx and myself are ourselves, our older selves, looking back on our careers that have happened in the 45 years previous and basically making that up as we go along. Yeah, it's a a futuristic hypothetical retrospective it's a reflection on our career that hasn't happened yet (laughs) well jinx of course you're renowned for being able to turn your hand to any kind of music so what kind of music can we expect from this particular show oh wide swath yeah we have some musical theater standards um we have some original music in this one we also have some um jazzy swinging uh ragtimey covers so how did you guys come together then? We met at uni, wouldn't you know it? <laughs> uh, we went to school together. 
college, yes. you know, um, <laughs> but we're trying to translate for you. Yeah, that's like uh, <laughs> We were surprisingly two of the two of the three only queer people in our year theater at school. theater school. Did you guys immediately hit the elf? It wasn't long after we met that we started realizing we shared some uh, some sig- singular interests in music from the 20s and 30s. Um, in absurdist cartoons, in in British comedy, in fact. Yeah. Um, We just, you know, it was one of those uh, moments where you meet someone who you think you should have always known. (laughs) She she was an ad-fab girl and I was a black adder boy. And and we just, uh, our our sensibilities (laughs) met and we started working together. It's amazing. Now, this is coming to Manchester. When's it on and for how long? We're going to be at Contact um, on the 6th and 7th of May. 6th and yeah. 7th. Um, we've, we've done shows at Contact Theatre before, and um, it's always fun to, you know, reacquaint ourselves. Uh, tread the boards we once tread before, so. <laughs> and just before we let you go, perhaps tell us um, why people should come and watch this show. Because it's damned entertaining, and we're <laughs> really good at what we do. <laughs> I mean, I personally can't wait to see Major Scales. He's, he's looking rather funky. We, of course, we know Jinx. You'll be able to bring us the the, the high glamour anyway, won't you? Um, uh, I think some Vivian Westwood. Um, <laughs> uh, I have some uh, pieces inspired by Glenn Close in 102 Dalmatians. Not the first oh. movie, specifically the terrible sequel. <laughs> Well, listen, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you both. It's coming to the Contact Theatre on the 6th and 7th of May. Thank you so much to both of you. Thank you. Hi, I'm Hayley and welcome to this week's On The Box. How's everyone doing? Now, the first film I would love to recommend is The Power of the Dog, the Oscar winner, of course. Uh, I would say... For me, you need to give it a chance. Uh, It can feel a bit slow to start. I say it probably took me about 30 minutes to get into it myself. But the characterisation is brilliant. There's lots of subtleties within the story and the cinematography is out of this world as well. And the direction is really good. But it's one of those, it's not flash, flash, here, here, you know, lots of things going on or anything like that. It's very subtle. But give it a chance, definitely. Um, on my list is Judas and the Black Messiah. That is set in 1960s Chicago about the Black Panther Party. And also, I recently watched a lovely film called Then Came You. It's about a widower who travels the world with her husband's ashes. And the first place she ends up changes the course of her life. And that place happens to be Scotland. Um, now, that's it from me. I shall catch you next time. And remember, stronger together. Bye. <laughs> I have just had a chocolate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the chocolate. There we are. I've got all the chocolate. Because uh, do you know why? Because it gives me good mojo. Does it? And yes. is that a really, really good intro to a certain person? Um, yeah, Mark. No. <laughs> no. Of course, we've got our lovely Joe Britton joining in here. Stop it. Our lovely Joe Britton joining us in here today. How's your mojo? Oh, I am a solid nine out of ten. Yeah. What about yours? Where's yours at? Um, I'm probably about a nine, yeah. Not yeah. too bad. I'm going to stick with an eight because I'm a grumpy person most times, so that's fine. <laughs> I can confirm that. Yes, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> so how can we lift our mojo this time? Well, listen, maybe your mojo isn't quite a nine. Oh, yeah. We're going to replicate a scientific experiment that was done, I think, by the University of South Australia. Right. And you're going to be the participant. Okay. Oh, okay. Looking and we're going to lift your mojo. We're going to get your mojo to a 10. 
Reddit. Yeah, Reddit. 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 Okay. Living for it. So here's what they do. They ask participants to take a pen or a pencil. And I just so happen to have one here. Do you got one here? I've got one here. Yeah. There we go. Right. This is what I made earlier. There we go. Stick it in your mouth between your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Yeah. Huh? And what you actually did, maybe you might need to like push it a little bit back, Hayley. She said, oh, that was more. That was And there you go. And what you've just done is replicate the experiment of using the same facial muscles as huh? if you're having a genuine smile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what they discovered with the experiment was even if you fake a smile, it releases the same feel-good hormones oh, as which if one's that? you had a genuine smile. Oh, well, do you know you're saying that? But since putting that in my mouth, apart from Miss mm. Nickers bar, um, I'm feeling more it, smiley. It actually gives you a good workout. I'm, I'm actually does. feeling more lifted just yeah. by doing that. So how's your mojo score now? Oh, let's go for a nine. I know, oh, you can't get that to a 10. Do it hey. again. Get it to a 10. Oh, that's a 10. Oh. <laughs> there we are. I go all level moment and suddenly it's a 10. There we go. So that's amazing. So what, what is that releasing with inside your brain there? Because I like talking about what you do. Yeah, so it's all the feel-good hormones like oxytocin, serotonin, and even a shot of dopamine, which is like the reward chemical in the brain. Yeah. It's like that motivation. Mm-hmm. And in Mojo, actually, the M in Mojo stands for motivation. Every single day you wake up and your brain makes a decision as to whether or not uh, move away from threat or towards reward. Okay. Right. And what we're always trying to do is just keep taking steps forward to give ourselves that pause of motivation. It makes us feel good. Is that like why is that why um maybe some people who are say are addicted to like sugar or something like that, they keep on eating sugar, but that give the dopamine, and, is that what that certain is as well? Things do, and certain things do. Um so, and are quite high in in that. And that's mm. how we can end up with certain addictions. Instagram. Yeah. I'm really oh. on Instagram yeah. a lot. Right. And that whole like engagement stuff, all the hearts and things, that's why you get like people get addicted to So Instagram. that's like a modern day version of it. Then, it is, isn't absolutely. It? Some of them are not healthy. No. Right now. So let's do the healthy stuff. Yes. yes. Let's, let's just smile. Because mm. this, uh, this is Belinda, a picture of health here. Exactly. Just is how you should look. Yeah. I'm in my Easter outfit. There are not many. You are. Not many disadvantages of doing it that way, are there? No, no. I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I think mean, I was right that. Um, increasing people's mojo on a daily basis, other than the, the tips that you give them. Somebody wakes up, like you say, and they're deciding whether they're going to have a good day or a bad day, aren't they? Well, I guess this is all about your mindset, mm. isn't it? If yeah. you choose, mm. I believe a lot in choice, right? You can wake up and feel not so great. But if you choose and you plan your day out and you choose to have a good day, Mm. And you take action towards all those things, and you are going to have a good day. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Have you, have you should write a book, you know. Oh, it's coming. It's oh, there you go. We've got her on, Corey. Hey, you're writing Mojo. a book. Who's author? I've nearly finished my scarf. It's all good, everybody. It's all <laughs> busy without knitting. It's, all, it's a Tom Daly. I tell you, he's got me on the knitting now. I like it. That's a good way of doing it. Tell people right now how they can increase their mojo on a weekly basis. Mm. On a weekly basis. Well, it's it's every single day. So some really good things to do. Um, gratitude. Yeah. So wake up and think what you're grateful for. My gratitude's really simple at times. It is just I'm grateful that my breath is breathing itself and that I've got a roof over my head. Keep it simple. And I, yeah, keep yeah. it really, really simple. Mm. And I also like to do it at the end of the day as well. What am I grateful for that's happened during the day? Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I like to log 
and give myself a mojo score at the end of every single day. And I'll do that. Down, I do. Wow. And I write down what were the three things that went really, really well. Yeah. And how did I rate my day? Right. Mm. And I keep a log of that. So I have a little book. Right. So what tends to happen is on the days that I'm not feeling so good, if I go back through my little book and I look at if my mojo was a nine or a 10 out of 10, what was it I was doing that day? Yeah. And then on the days where I've scored myself a five, well, actually, it's probably because there were certain things or mm-hmm. habits yeah. that weren't that healthy that I was doing that day. So it's a really good way to just keep yourself in the right zone. How do people focus more on the positives than the negatives? Because I think inherently, I think most people think, oh, I'm having a bad day. That's it. They don't think, yeah. I'm not having such a good day. I'm having a bad it day. It can really overwhelm you sometimes, mm. doesn't it? So it would be good actually to have those tips where you can, when you're feeling overwhelmed, where you can just go, oh, I'll centre myself. And then what, what yeah. do you do in those Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, it's really hard to be positive, right? Because positivity is a luxury to the brain. It's mm. not hardwired into us. Unlike negativity or negativity bias, that is hardwired into us to keep us safe and alive. So... We have to work really hard at being positive. So one way to do that is to think about if the things that you're stuck on is Mm -hmm. to think, well, what's possible? What could I do in this situation? Give yourself some options and then pick one to try. And the minute you start doing that, you start moving towards what was possible and how do I make that possibility a reality? And you move towards the spectrum of positivity. You know, I'm positive for one thing today. We've switched internet, everybody. Uh, we're now working with Tartar, <laughs> and the speed difference is crazy. It's uh, it's called Future Fiber, right. and it's delivering up to 900 megabits per second. And do you know the good thing? We've got all these little bits of technical stuff in here, and they're all working. Theatre time, everybody. Theatre time. And the theatres are looking even better as the appointment of this new theatre manager joins us right now. Mr. Robin Hawks, welcome to the show. How are you, Robin? Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, I'm doing very well, thank you. What does this mean to you, being appointed in this theatre manager's role? Well, I'm so excited to be here in Manchester. I've moved over from Leeds to take the job, um, and it feels like a brilliant time to be in Manchester, brilliant time working at the Palace and Opera House, just as life's starting to come back into the city. People can finally get back into the theatres. It is just brilliant to be there and be surrounded by full houses, people enjoying themselves after such a long time. And I mean, you're right, it is extremely, extremely exciting times at the moment. What have we got to look forward to that's coming to the theatre? One small silver lining of the pandemic is that because no shows could happen for the best part of two years, there's been a backlog of just amazing productions waiting to get onto the stage. And we're finally in a position to be able to perform those again after such a long break. So it is a jam-packed programme for this year, full of full of exciting things and kind of with a very broad range of appeal across different kinds of audiences there must be something for everyone so right now in the palace we've got disney's beauty and the beast which is obviously a massive hit with families it's a bit good isn't it it is a fantastic production yeah the quality is is really exceptional um and so yeah i'm looking forward to bringing my own daughters to that this weekend for example but you know looking on across the year there is a whole range of stuff classic musicals like um anything goes with carrie ellis simon callow dennis lawson bonnie langford um we've got chicago coming up we've got sister act um and then yeah looking further ahead a brand new production coming to manchester first before anyone else in the country sees it will be mrs doubtfire coming this autumn why is it Manchester gets the, the, the shows first these days? I mean, it seems to be a trend now that if a show wants to try itself out outside of the West End, it comes to Manchester. Why is that? 
Well, I mean, you'll know better than me that Manchester's the place to be, right? But I, I think you know, having that distance from London is really helpful for producers, creative teams that are trying to experiment and, and, and try something new. Um, but, you know, Manchester's a big enough place with enough going on that we've got the resources, we've got the audiences, we've got the facilities that people need to make those shows of exceptional quality. So it makes sense, really, to start a show here, make it as successful as possible, and then go on to London rather than things always coming in the other direction. Because Mrs. Doubtfire, of course, originated in Broadway. I don't think yeah. it's been to the West End, has it? No, exactly right. We'll see it first and then maybe London will be lucky enough in due course. Why did you get into theatre management? Well, do you know, um, I never really knew what I wanted to do as a career right through my school days and all the rest of it. No, 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 no idea what I wanted to do. But I'd always had a real interest and passion for being involved in theatre after the age of about 11 and an experience of stage fright on stage, that, that became a kind of backstage rather than front of house, <laughs> front of, on stage um, passion. Uh, and yeah, so through my school days, I was doing school productions, university productions. Um, and then, yeah, I had a couple of years um, uh, where I was traveling a lot and came back to this country and thought, oh, what am I going to do with myself? And, and I realized that something I'd missed from being abroad more than anything else was being involved in the theatre. So I thought, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give that a crack. And I just started with a job behind the bar in a, in a West End venue. Uh, Dirty Dancing was playing on stage every night. Um, and yeah, found my way from there, really, from one job to the next. And here I, here I find myself now. So as theatre director then, what kind of are you looking at when you're looking to get a good show into these two theatres? Well, it's about the balance of the programme actually here in Manchester, because as you say, we've got two venues, the Palace and the Opera House, and that probably prevent, presents different opportunities that you don't necessarily find in every city. So it's great when we can have complementary productions on across the two venues to broaden that appeal as, as much as possible. And these theatres have evolved over, I don't know, probably 100, 120 years, something like this, haven't they? I mean, that must present some problems to you when looking at these technical feats that like Beauty and the Beast like what we've got now? Yeah, you know, um, they're, they're, they're beautiful buildings, but they are old Victorian buildings. Um, and so the, when they were designed, though the architects did a beautiful job, they, they, they obviously couldn't possibly have envisaged some of the things that we now want to do on the stages. And so, yeah, over the course of many years have been constant, uh, process of upgrading the two venues so yeah i mean i've only been here a few weeks but i've had the pleasure of a massive building tour around both venues and up on the roof and actually when you're standing on the roof of the palace you suddenly see an incredible patchwork of different roofs which just demonstrate how the building's been changed over generation after generation after generation and how do we maintain that the the interest in theatre um, these days? A lot of young people, obviously, sat there gaming, or a lot of them sometimes go to the cinema. How do we pe keep the youngsters and you know reignite interest in in theatre? Yeah, you're right. That's a really important question because there's more competition than ever for people's attention, isn't there? And for me, I think the trick is just getting them in through the doors the first time. Because from my experience, when younger people do come to the theatre for the first time, even if they're not necessarily what to, sure what to expect before they arrive, inevitably they come out and they're wowed by it being something new and different to what they've experienced before. And I think a big proportion of those people will then go on and... Absolutely. And I think what comes with that is, is etiquette within the theatre. A lot of these shows are obviously what I class as jukebox musicals, songs that people know. Should they join in? Should they not join in? 
<laughs> that's the million dollar question isn't it i mean you know i think people are coming to have a good time and if it's the right song in the right show in the right setting then it's obvious there's some examples where people are expected to yeah really give it their all and, and get stuck in Excellent. We're, we're, it's really exciting. And from us all here at Manchester, may we just say welcome to you um, taking up this role. And it's it's going to be brilliant working alongside you because obviously we do a lot from the theatres and you, you're all very amazing people. So thank you very much for that as well. Thanks. It's really nice to be warmly welcomed by everybody that I've met so far. So I appreciate it. Ah, it's going to be mint. It's going to be absolutely mint. You'll have a ball of a time, Flower. <laughs> uh, for now, though, Robin, thank you so much for your time and have a fantastic, fantastic evening. Thank you. Hello again, Michael here with some top tips for what you can get up to this week in and around our region. First, we're taking to the water as the Manchester River Cruisers return for 2022. Running until the end of September, sightseers can drift down Salford Quays towards the city centre and down the River Irwell. Be sure to search Visit Manchester for ticket info. Now, if you have a sweet tooth like us here at Your Manchester, you definitely need to visit the Chocolate Factory at the Trafford Centre. Open on weekends until the 30th of April, this immersive experience will transport you into a Willy Wonka-inspired chocolate wonderland, complete with ball pits, cloudland and a cupcake room. And finally, why not make April a month to remember? Join the team at Silent Adventures on a sing-song and a boogie around the streets of Manchester in a silent disco. Tickets are just under £17 and each disco kickstarts from the Corn Exchange. Don't forget, if there's anything you think I should be covering, give me a shout over on our Twitter, at YourMCR. I'll see you again next week. Right then, joining us now here in the studio is an absolute musical theatre legend, Ruthie Henshaw, everybody. You'll probably remember it from the one and only I'm a Celebrity. But my God, we're going through this. Welcome, Ruthie. How are you? Very well, thank you. Lovely to be here. We're literally going through what you've done. And I mean, it's a who's who's list of musicals. You've done all the best ones, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I've been a bit greedy, have to say. I mean... Uh, Cats, I mean, we go to Les Mis, we go to all, I mean, the list goes on. Do you have a particular favourite one that you've done? Do you know, I have to say that uh, Crazy For You would be at the top, and that was something I did when I was 25, because it was like an MGM musical on stage. But then coming quickly after that is um, Les Mis in Chicago. You know, I mean, one of the best fun teens I've ever seen. It's 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 strange how you notice when you're so into musical theatre, like well, I kind of am. You notice the good fun teens, the bad fun teens, those that give it a little bit of something but don't give it. You give it everything, and I mean, you did it for quite a while. I mean, how do you put so much passion into each and every show and make it so flawless? Well, thank you for saying that, but I I, I think you know. A hundred percent, you have to remember that every single person in that audience, um, you know, 90% of them will be seeing it for the first time. So, and they've paid a lot of money to come and see, you know, a show. So, number one, you have a responsibility to the audience. And number two, um, I think we're all a bit, uh, you know, we don't want somebody to come out of the show and go, oh, she was... Rubbish. <laughs> 
What got you into musical theatre? Why musical theatre and acting for you, Ruthie? Um, I, it it just does it for me. I've done um, I've done theatre. I've done TV. I've done film. I've done so many different sides of this business, and musical theatre is the one that just ticks all the boxes for me. It it you know there is something about it just I, I'm, it gets to my soul it just and if, my soul. so it's fair to say it's a passion and speaking of passion that's what's bringing you to our lovely fair city here in manchester for those of you that don't know this musical it's a stephen sondheim one perhaps give us a bit more information about it ruthie well i mean i think uh stephen sondheim was a master of the human condition because he, he, this is this is a piece called passion and it is about love and and somebody discovering what love really is but you know sondheim was so brilliant at getting things right because you know love love is not pretty you know it cannot be very pretty at times it can be very ugly at times and i yeah. you know and, and that's what's so great about this piece is you see love in all its ugliness it's it I'm not familiar with it, I'll be honest with you, but I am so looking forward to this because it's Hope Mill. Hope Mill started off as a small scale, basically come and watch a little show in that back room here type of thing. And it's gone massive. I mean, you must feel very privileged to be chosen out of all these people to, to be a starring role at this renowned theatre as it is now. Well, what's so amazing, what these boys have done, I call them boys, the men, but I call them boys. Ah, Joe and Will. Joe and Will. <laughs> is incredible because this is a space I, I would call this an like off broadway off west end um in manchester all the way in manchester you know we, it's become a very very classy gig to do um i mean i i have to say i don't come out of town very often <laughs> you don't need to <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking forward to it um, I, I came to, last time I came to Manchester to do any kind of run, I think it was two weeks, and I did uh, the musical Fosse for two weeks in Manchester, and uh, I loved Manchester, loved it. Nerve, did you get nervous? Do you know what I do? And I, you will always find me about the third week of rehearsals in the toilet crying, because, you know, at various points, because it's that third week of... It's you don't know it quite well enough, but you know it too well to be reading it off a page. So yeah. and it's not in your body yet. So you're just thinking how rubbish you are. You know what I mean? It's just not feeling natural. So, yeah, it's it's always the same for me. I, I don't love rehearsals. I love technicals and then getting to the dress rehearsals because as soon as you put that wig and costume or whatever on me and I'm in the set then I get a feel of of who I am letting people know that you were coming to Manchester and letting people know that you were appearing on our show one question seemed to come up and I don't know if it applies to you because I'm guessing as such a West End and Broadway star you kind of don't do this but auditions people want to know how best to prepare for auditions what advice would you give them do you know what I would give them is is know what you're up for so that you are dressing, uh, picking appropriate material to do. But also um, two things. Uh, if it's know everything really well, don't go into an audition with a new song unless they've asked you to learn it. If they've asked you to learn it, learn it backwards, forwards, 
a hundred different ways. And if it's a dance audition, or if it's a great big, huge, what we call a cattle call, make sure you've got something like, I don't know, a pink scarf or something that means, do you remember that girl with a pink scarf? What was her name? So that you are not just one of many, that you can be picked out somehow. Make yourself unique. The other question that we got is how to maintain your voice for a long run. What well, advice would you give? Yeah, well, if you, if you spoke to opera singers, uh, they would say to you they, they would never do eight shows a week because it is appallingly hard on the voice. But it really is water, steaming, uh, no shouting in nightclubs afterwards. <laughs> All the things that you want to do after you finish the show, you shouldn't really. A warm-up's still an important thing because a lot of people I've, I've seen and I've worked with don't do warm-ups. Is warm-up for the voice an important thing? Yes, it is. It is. It's like asking a, uh, a, a um, an athlete to run a marathon or a, a hundred, uh, you know, metres without having trained first, without having warmed up first. Um, you have to. It's a muscle. It's a muscle like every other muscle. It needs to be worked and it needs to be warmed up. And it moving. Uh, passions coming to Manchester. Uh, if you could quickly describe why people should come and watch this amazing production of passion oh my god well first of all take a look at the cast um the amazing uh, cast between the, everybody who's coming but also it is one of the most beautiful pieces um and it will uh it's 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 like a symphony you will be very very moved by this piece it's sometime Ruthie, just before you go, how do you maintain your longevity within the theatre world? Do you know what? I think it's a little bit uh, like, I think Madonna might have said this at some stage, or, or, or I've, I think about Madonna when I think of this, which is that it's about reinvention all the time. If you want to stay in the business, you've got to keep reinventing yourself in some way. And, you know, I've had various little things that have kind of, you know, the show or the TV or the something that just puts you back, you know, in the frame again. And it is hard to keep yourself in the frame all the time. I mean, you've done impeccable. Thank you so much for your time today. Everybody, make sure you go book. I don't even know. The, I'm saying this. I'm not even sure if there's any tickets available at this point, everybody. I think if it being a Hope Mill show, it's probably gone and sold out already. But if you are interested, it runs from the 5th of May to the 5th of June over at Hope Mill Theatre, and it's set to be one sensational and beautiful night. For now, though, Ruth Henshaw, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, that was a brilliant interview. I absolutely love that. Rufy is just one of the most amazing legend. performers. Legend, legend, absolutely brilliant. Now, the other person who's a bit of a legend yes. is our, our very own Jenny Bond, and that is our royal... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Just giving him that nickname. Our royal <laughs> correspondent and Jubilee correspondent, yes. this is Mark. So tell us, what are you going to be looking forward to reporting? Well, of course, we've got the Platinum Jubilee coming yes. up. When uh, is that, though? The first weekend in June. Yep. We've got a four-day bank holiday. Get in! Yes, yes. It's, on a, it's on a Friday, isn't it, this well, time? Well, it's Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Saturday, Sunday is the long weekend. Was oh, it Thursday as well? Yeah, wow. so we lose the bank holiday that we normally have at the end of May. Ooh, and, yeah. I think we should have both. And <laughs> so we've got a four-day <laughs> one. So for the Platinum Jubilee. So there's all kinds of things going on around the country. Yeah. Um, uh, including, uh, well, in London, there's a big parade and there's an RAF fly past 
And it's the Derby that weekend as well. So the Queen is expected ah, yes. to attend. We don't know whether she'll be at all the events, of course. No. Because she has been quite a few times to Manchester, hasn't she? She has. Oh, she has. Oh, yeah. Uh, How many yeah. times she's been to the Corrie set? She's been, well, she's been twice, twice because she opened the old yeah. set on Key Street, didn't she? She did. And then... She'd been uh, recently yes. as well. Oh, yes. she was there recently, yes. Yeah, about eight, a year ago, 18 uh, months. Yeah, yeah that's right. Like that. And in, of course, tomorrow is Maundy Thursday. Oh, yes. And uh, in 2007, she came and did the Maundy ceremony at Manchester Cathedral for the first time. But, uh, yeah, she's been to Manchester a lot. Um, and there's lots of celebrations and street parties that everybody can get involved in. Um, you can actually um, just go online now and actually yes. set up your own street party. They've made, all the councils have actually well, made it really it, easy to do. They're doing it at the arena, aren't they? They're doing that big... That's um, going to be massive. It's going to be a massive Jason concert. And um, Kaiser Chiefs. I love the Kaiser Chiefs. They're amazing. The list goes on, doesn't it? Oh, my God. But yeah. tickets are really hard to get. They're only like two quid or something. Mm. I popped on today. There wasn't many showing up. So I don't know if no. they're going to do another release it or what. Might, but it's like two quid a ticket. I mean, I yeah. think that's brilliant because everybody can go regardless yeah. of their income. And yeah. I think I love that sort of thing. I think... Theatre and idea. live events are for everybody. Right, just before we go, um, where can we find your Instagram? JoeBritton.mojo. Uh, you're still, at, of course, at the hospice, aren't you? Yes, at Willowwood. And how's that all going? Yeah, really well. We've got loads of events coming up, so it's all on willowwood.info. You can take part in an abseil, a climb up Snowdon, oh, wow. a, oh, a butterfly release, which we covered yes, last we did, year. Yeah. That's happening in July. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Brilliant. Mm. And, and Hayley? What am I doing? Where can we find you? Oh, you can find me on <laughs> hayleycartwright.co.uk or .com. I own both domains. Really I think sensible, I own, sensible. I own, yeah, sensible, just in case. You yeah, know, absolutely. And also, Hayley, Ms. Hayley Cartwright on Instagram. Sounds great. Today's episode of Your Manchester has been powered by Talk Talk's Future Fibre, which is up to 23 times faster than standard broadband proving that some things in life are better faster. Future Fibre is now available here in Manchester. To find out more, search TalkTalk Talk Future Fibre, subject to local availability. 